0: Voice of St. Louis original podcast. We've got a lot to get to in this edition of the St. Louis All Local, which is a production of the KMOX News Team. So let's get into it. Today is November 30th. I'm Michael Calhoun. Our top story this hour. We are holding the contractor responsible for these damages. That's MoDOT District Engineer Tom Evers speaking near the I-55 northbound bridge over a railroad north of Germania. That bridge was damaged when a contractor working on the 55 bridge project removed the road surface in a way that damaged the support girders. MoDOT Bridge Engineer Joe Molinaro says the damage was unexpected. The newer standards that we build bridges to have thicker girders, so uh, we think that might have been part of the contributing factor where the contractor did not... Uh, realized that he was causing the damage as he was breaking it because of the thinner girders. Now, in addition to the planned road replacement, girders will have to be replaced, causing a possible six-month delay. MoDOT says they are holding KCI responsible for the damage and expect the project's completion to be delayed through sometime in 2025. Anthem, with an office employing 1,700 on Chestnut Street in downtown St. Louis, is adding even more jobs here. Let's go live to the newsroom in KMOX's Maria Keena,
1: Michael, Jason Hall, we talked with him just a short while ago. Big announcement coming out of Anthem and another big shot of confidence in, in downtown St. Louis. He tells KMOX after Anthem said 250 new jobs would be added to insurance providers, it will come in the special pharmacy sector. Covering a wide range from technician uh, on up to, to higher levels. Um, that is a just a great shot of confidence from, uh, from an anchor employer in downtown St. Louis. When asked if this makes it easier for his organization to attract businesses, Hall said yes, combined with a 20% reduction in homicides, having a new police chief and prosecutor all add to more positive image. Maria Kina like News.
0: The main backer of sports betting in Missouri will try again next year. This will be the third year in a row. State Representative Dan Ho of Warrensburg sponsored the bill. The last two years, it's been blocked in the Missouri Senate by fellow Republican Denny Hoskins. Hoskins insists the bill be paired with regulating video slot machines. Three men were arrested in St. Charles County after keeping an international student as a slave. 35-year-old Venkatesh Sadaru and two of his accomplices were arrested in regards to human trafficking charges for keeping his 20-year-old cousin, who was in the- the united states on a student visa as a slave in his unfinished basement they would have him complete tasks and work for his i.t company and when he didn't he suffered physical abuse st charles county prosecuting attorney joe mcculloch described some of the abuses the victim faced kicking stomping at times he was beaten with a uh, electrical wiring uh, along with pvc valves uh, pvc and uh, other instruments or whatever. The victim is currently in the hospital recovering from his injuries. Reporting in St. Charles, Sean Malone, KMOX News. The City Department of Human Services winter outreach program begins tomorrow. Dr. Adam Pearson is director of the department. He points out the city has a significantly lower population than the county. But
1: we have way more individuals in the city who make use of emergency bed services who are unhoused. In the city, we have 809 individuals uh, that were counted in the most recent point in time count from January that stayed or that utilized emergency beds and the county had 177.
0: Some big layoffs are coming to Fontbonne University. Fontbonne President Nancy Blatner has announced a series of specific and what she calls unavoidable budget cuts that will impact certain majors, faculty, and staff, physicians, and other operations. The layoffs are due to what Fontbond calls unprecedented challenges and declining university enrollment nationwide. All impacted academic programs will continue at least through the spring of next year, and some programs will continue to be offered to currently enrolled students beyond 2024. The cuts are estimated to save Fontbon more than $2 million for the 2025 fiscal year. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. Leaders in Edwardsville are putting together a new comprehensive plan. City Planner Steve Strickland says it's been ten years since the last plan. It's a
1: a vision document, so we you know we want to hear what uh, our residents' visions are for their community uh, in terms of economic development, growth. Uh, preservation of green space.
0: Turns out the number of visitors to the Arch Park have been undercounted in the past. Explore St. Louis's Cat Neville says they were using old methodology from the 90s, but now cell phones and geofencing shows a clearer picture. It's the way that we get a lot of data at Explore St. Louis as well. Um, it's a good way that we can figure out like who's coming from other cities, where they're going, with you know all that kind of stuff. And so yeah, it's really really exciting to know that um, that people are are coming just to experience the park. So far this year new data shows 2.2 million visitors to the park, the highest it's been since 2013, though, as you just heard, those numbers are apples to oranges now. Many vehicles on the Metrolink system are reaching the end of their lifespan. But new high-floor light rail
1: vehicles are on the way. About 24 of them will be put into service in phases over the next few years with up to 55 total coming. The Bi-State Development Board of Commissioners approved a $390 million contract with Siemens Mobility, which will also provide support, project management, diagnostic equipment and tools. Some of Metrolink's 75 vehicles are more than 30 years old and at least 15 of them have topped the 2 million mile mark. W. Monterey, KMOX News.
0: The KMOX business desk, Sam's Club, is the latest retailer to open a distribution center here. The division of Walmart says it's opening two warehouses, one in Edwardsville, Illinois, and another outside Minneapolis. The facility here is expected to supply both stores and fulfill online orders, creating about a hundred jobs. The company hopes to be open by 2024. <laughs> As we continue on KMOX, what happens to Cardinals telecasts when Bally Sports Midwest drops out of the live play-by-play business as is expected after next year's baseball season? That revelation comes from the latest bankruptcy filing from Bally parent company Diamond Sports. So joining us now to figure out what this means is New York Post senior sports media writer Andrew Marchand. What is the latest, Andrew?
1: Well, this isn't really unexpected. Um, Bally Sports um, and Diamond Sports Uh, This is, they they are unwinding some of these deals um, that they have all around the country, their regional sports contract, um, which um, will likely result in these teams becoming sort of media-free agents. Um, We saw this happen last year, um, you know, in baseball, uh, you know, with a couple of franchises, uh, including the Padres, uh, in which uh, their regional sports deals um were undone because of bankruptcy. Um, and uh, they went direct to consumer and then were still available on cable uh, with Major League Baseball taking over a lot of the uh, back uh, channel
0: work. The one thing that stood out to me was uh, the disclosure that Bally Sports Midwest posted a net loss of $13.8 million for the nine months ended September 30th, compared to 2022 when it had a profit of $2.5 million. The Cardinals are the number one show in primetime in in st louis essentially and we've heard you know about some smaller markets where Bally has said we don't make money we'd like to get out but that's surprising at least to me that Bally sports with the cardinals would lose money
1: you know it's hard to say the thing that's happened where major league baseball has had a you know problem with sinclair and Bally sports and diamond sports who you know operate you know um together and you know who have these rights is that they're the ones who decided to pay the big fees um, for the rights to these games, and you know, baseball kind of feels like they've mismanaged it, uh, the situation. Um, and so, baseball is trying to get as many of these rights back uh, so they can just offer it direct to consumer through streaming, but then also uh, through your local cable provider. So, you know, for the fan out there, it could you know you might have to make a switch um, in two thousand twenty four, but you know you're very you're going to be able to get your games and. For people, you know, I know there's areas, especially in the Midwest, where blackouts are a big issue. Um, you know, this might alleviate those problems.
0: So we've seen, uh, it seems like mostly NBA teams, maybe some NHL teams. I don't think any MLB teams have gone this route, but for instance, in Phoenix, I believe the, the Suns and the WNBA team have made the move to broadcast television in addition to adding a streaming option. Uh, MLB, it seems like, wants to create. A, a new cable-only channel in addition to a streaming option. What is the likelihood? I guess uh, as we look at Gray, Scripps, Next Star, saying we've got these broadcast stations. Maybe we put sports on them, and the Cardinals again being the number one show in primetime in St. Louis. Uh, what do you think could happen with uh, with those rights here? Could uh, a Next Star pick them up and put them back on a broadcast station like Channel Eleven where they were for many decades?
1: It's possible. You know, they what the Cardinals and baseball you'll have to figure out and what all these leagues and teams are trying to uh, come up with a solution for is, you know, how much they've been paid because the regional sports networks have been very lucrative for teams. Um, and that's number one. But then number two is reach um, because you know, if you go behind um, streaming and a paywall, uh, you know, your diehard fans are definitely going to pay for that and they're going to want their Cardinal games, but you still want to appeal to a broader audience. And that's where broadcast comes in, where you know there there is that possibility that they could turn to broadcast at some level and you know at, at, a, at a higher rate than they had you know in recent years uh, because you can reach more people in theory. Uh, and uh, you know there's there's a couple of things that the games, the televised games, do for you. You know, number one, you know they bring in money because of the contracts that they've had in the regional sports networks. But it's a changing media world, and so that might not be as available. So you have to ask yourself. Is it more important to keep creating new fans who are going to be coming out uh, to watch games uh, who are going to buy merchandise? And, you know, that's part of it, right? You know, the ability to see the games because, you know, once you kind of close the door and put a lock on it, um, you're still going to have an audience. The Cardinals are very popular. Um, and so you're still going to have a lot of people who want it, but you're going to limit your audience because of that. Um, if you put that lock on it where they have to pay to, to Uh, to see it. Um, And so uh, that's where broadcast could become an option. Um, But there definitely, almost definitely, will be a streaming option as well, you know, to go along with broadcast.
0: And I think some people think of it as an either-or, but uh, we just heard Bob Iger, the president of Disney, say uh, in terms of his floating the idea of selling ABC that he thinks that actually the people watching a show on ABC are not the ones subscribing to Hulu and the Hulu subscribers are not going to watch on ABC. So you're basically... Reaching new people by going on both.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a big misnomer about like how you're cannibalizing your audience, um, and you know that's not true. What you really want is to be available, so anybody who wants it can get it easily. Um, and you know that's been a problem for baseball with the blackouts, especially in the Midwest. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't think it's not like there's going to be one solution. Um, you yeah, know, the bigger question, you know, for the Cardinals for baseball is the financial equation you know right now um baseball is going to cover up to 80 percent of the rights fees um when a team loses the regional sports network contract you know like i said with the padres and if this were to happen to the cardinals but they're only going to do that for so long so they're going to have to figure out how do you make up um the fee it is changing the landscape of sports um and so uh you know these deals and how uh, baseball and the teams navigate it is going to be very important that the structure of the game and the health of the game going forward.
0: Andrew Marchand, the senior sports media writer for the New York Post. Thank you for helping us sort through all this on KMOX. Thank you. I'm Michael Calhoun. Thank you for tuning in. You can stay up to date automatically by subscribing on your favorite podcast app.